Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Hopefully everybody's doing great out there and well, I myself am doing good. Just celebrated my 36th birthday. Hard to believe that I am as old as what I am, but hey, that's what happens. So since I just celebrated a birthday and I do feel a little bit like time is passing by much faster than what I care to realize or even hope, I decided to do this week's episode on a movie that I just saw a day or two ago, and that is the 1968 Frank Perry and Sidney Pollack directed The Swimmer. Starring Burt Lancaster, The Swimmer tells the story of a man who decides to swim home through his suburban neighbor's pools. And honestly, that's pretty much it for the actual plot. The plot is as simple as him just trying to get home and him coming up with this idea that he can do it by just going through his neighbor's pools, making his own lake. And I think that's one of the things that definitely works in the movie's favor is the fact that this is a relatively simple movie on paper. It's an odd movie because I don't know who in their right mind would think of such a thing and how neighbors would actually allow and want this to happen. But as the movie goes on, we meet different neighbors and they all have varying opinions on him. This movie is obviously a showpiece for actor Burt Lancaster, who I'm not really aware of that I've seen too many classic films with him in, but he does a great job here because his performance is a happy one many times throughout the film. However, you can tell that there's something else that's nagging him and that it's almost with a little bit of sadness. And they do this by zooming in on his eyes many times throughout the movie. And as the movie goes on, we see that the seasons themselves seem to change. So at its heart, this is a story about a man who is middle-aged and in his 50s. It should be noted that he was actually in his 50s when he made this film. But mostly that life is passing him by and like anybody else, he's made various mistakes throughout his life. It's never truly clear 100% on any of them, but we are clued in to little things about the character of Ned Merrill and what kind of man he was and is today. We get clued in on things such as adultery, some possible bad dealings at the office, and just bad decisions that he made in his life. And so... It's tough because he seems so overwhelmingly positive throughout the entire film, and yet we question whether we should actually root for him because he hasn't actually lived the best of lives, even though on the surface it seems like he has this great life, and, well, it's not always the case, and that's one of the more interesting things about the movie because it actually makes me think about how people will go and give a public perception about who they are, but not who they really are. And the movie itself actually has a little bit of something to say about these close-knit suburban communities. And while this movie was made in 1968, 
I would imagine the keeping up with the Joneses type of mentality is still there. I don't live in the suburbs. I might if I actually get a house. But that whole idea of the perception and gossip is an interesting one because we don't know if this is 100% true, some of the stories that people are saying about Ned. He seems to be looking to make up for his mistakes or his lost time and reclaim his youth, but he is now in the later stages of his life, and is it possible to have redemption at that point in your life? Specifically if all you've done in your life is just kind of spin your wheels or not make the best of decisions, maybe the only decisions in your best interest but not in anybody else's. At the age of 50 or older, can we truly reclaim our youth? The movie also has something to say about the speed of time. It seems like more time has passed and that the seasons are changing as he's making its way from pool to pool. And that's definitely true because as the movie goes on, he seems energetic and fit and yet by the end of the movie he seems broken down and not able to do the things that he did earlier in the film. A lot of time has passed, maybe a year over the course of swimming through the pools, and that's supposed to signify how fast life can move and how fast our years can go by. And if we're not careful, we'll definitely miss it. And since the movie plays a lot with time, it also makes me think about well, maybe he's running from his problems. And if he's running from his problems, his swimming, he's eventually going to face his problems and issues head on, which he does when he finally makes it home. I'm probably going to stop my discussion on the film here, just in case you haven't seen it. This is another one that I would hate to actually ruin, because it really does need to be experienced. I think the direction here is really well done, and the only thing that really gives it away that the movie is super dated is by some of the dialogue and the score and everything for the film, even though I think the score is perfect for the film itself. Some of the multi-layered shots that we get, specifically with the time-passing montages, I think it's actually really well done. And I can't recall a movie of that age that really did a whole lot of that. So this movie is very artsy in a lot of different ways. And you'll note that earlier I said that it was directed by two people. Well, that's sort of true, yes. Original director Frank Perry was fired from the film. It kind of reminds me in a strange way about the whole... Justice League fiasco that we had uh, in 2017 and, well, now. But the difference with this one here is that the movie's not a mess. It doesn't really feel tonally different, and I think what's presented here is a great film that you should definitely check out. I do recommend that if you are going to see this film, definitely check out the 4K restoration from Grindhouse Releasing. They did a great job with it, and I know that this is a release from a few years back, but they just had a new one, and that's why I picked it up, because I was curious about it. I actually heard that it's similar to like a Twilight Zone episode, and I could actually see that. This movie doesn't really go into horror or sci-fi or anything like that, 
but what it does do is make you think. The tagline for the movie itself was, when you talk about the swimmer, will you talk about yourself? And I think that's actually a great tagline for the film. On my viewing of this film, I was actually surprised at how lush all the different colors were on the Blu-ray. This is not a 4K release, even though it looks so good that I would have sworn that it was an actual 4K presentation. So if you are going to check this one out, I definitely recommend picking up one of the two releases from Grindhouse Releasing. Not only that, you will support a small boutique label for film releasing, and this is definitely a great one. But with that being said, I think I'm going to close out this episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. Also, I have my website at adamanalyzes.com. You can check out some older episodes or maybe past 31 Nights of Frights, which that'll be coming up very soon. And if you don't do the whole social media thing, you can reach me at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to continue making new episodes and reach new listeners. Plus, you know, I love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.